Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, dopey bollocks. Now that is double naughty. Okay, enough of that rubbish. Let's get on with the pod. Hello, everybody. We're back with episode two. How surprising. We are in it for the long haul after all. Anyway, some exciting news. We've got a sponsor. And our sponsor is... Come on, who are you then? Ronnie Pickering. Who? Ronnie Pickering. Who? Ronnie Pickering. Who the fuck's that? Yeah, me. Actually, no. Though I like Ronnie Pickering very much, he's my sort of guy. I'm going to go with... Gooners versus Cancer. Now it's a great charity. Uh, it's been um, actioned by Mike and Andy from the Gooners podcast. It's a great charity. Obviously, quite um, self-explanatory what it's all about, really, with regards to the title. But um, there's some great things going on with that. They're really pushing it this season. Uh, it goes to a great cause. And if you go to GoonerOption.com there is a site where you can bid on some really exciting stuff, some great Arsenal memorabilia. Um, have a listen to the Gooners podcast, the latest edition. They talk about it in great depth. There's a lot of great stuff on there. And I think, if you're really lucky, you might even get Danny from a Burkamp Wonderlands uh, sock from the 1993 season, I believe. That's if that doesn't tempt you there, I don't know what will, to be perfectly honest. Um, so, yeah, have a look at goonersversuscancer.com. Um, pledge as much as you can. Mike and Andy are going to be doing some very crazy stuff, um, or willing to do very some very crazy stuff, uh, to raise some money. And, um, yeah, that's uh, I think that's the best possible um, sponsor for this show, for the time being at least. Um so yeah, really want to push that hard. Thank you for your help as far as that's concerned, listeners. So I mentioned last week that there's an email address that you can use to get in contact with the show. Um, that is from dialsquaretowear at gmail.com. Um, if you'd like to suggest anything that you want me to talk about um, on the show, if you've got any questions, any feedback, that'd be fantastic if you send it there. Um, I'm also now um, managed to get the correct software where I can get these podcasts put onto YouTube. So they'll be on YouTube as well as all the other podcast channels and platforms. Um, if you'd like to perhaps maybe see some live shows on YouTube, if you can uh, send me a message and that would be great. And um, I'm looking forward to sort of uh, getting some fresh ideas really um, for the podcast coming um, coming soon so if you'd like to, to 
um, suggest anything um, that you'd like to me to talk about, um, like any kind of special features on the podcast, then please feel free to get in touch. So once again, it's from dial square to where at gmail.com. One big uh, real bugbear of mine on Twitter is uh, all the Meza Ozil fanboys. They just do not let go. Now, I thought they were trickling away slowly but surely uh, over this summer after last season's performance and um, especially the way he performed in the final game of the season in the, in the final and his sort of actions after he got taken off. My God, like a petulant child. But uh, they're still out there. One in, one such uh, fanboy calls himself Meza Ozil 10 and it's at We Are Ozil. And he said, and I quote, Meza Ozil is the man who brought us the Adidas deal. And imagine wanting him out of the club with two laughing emojis. I mean, seriously. I mean, do they really, honestly, get down to that level? I mean, like Adidas... I know they probably they do sponsor him, but if they're as if they're going to give a sixty million pound a season deal to Arsenal purely on the basis of a thirty year old footballer who clearly just doesn't even like football anymore. I mean, it's just nonsense. I mean, like three that works out. Say it's a five year deal. I think it might actually even be a six year deal we've got with Adidas. So say it's a five-year deal, that's £300 million that they're putting into the club. And they think it's just because of one player who literally produced nothing this season and produced nothing the season before. And in my opinion, really, all the time he's been with Arsenal, you could probably count maybe on your hands, both hands and both feet, if you include all your little pinkies, the amount of amazing games that he's had for Arsenal in, I think it's six years he's been with the club now. It's been a complete and utter disaster of a deal. We're stuck with him. No one is going to buy him. I've heard talk of Fenerbahce being interested, but is he really going to leave um, when he's on a three hundred and fifty grand a week deal with Arsenal? And he's not really got his heart in football anymore, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I don't know exactly how long it's uh, it's been, but he, he he's, a, he's a Muslim, his um, Mesut Ozil. I don't know, but he he seems to be very much um, focused on that and politics more than anything at the moment. Um, I, I genuinely just think that football is not something that he's interested in anymore. He's, he's achieved everything he wanted to achieve in football. After winning the World Cup, I, pre, I, I do remember him putting out a tweet after winning the World Cup saying, yeah, yeah, worse to the effect that he's achieved everything he can do within football and it's not his be-all and end-all anymore. And um, he's just showing that on the pitch and I just cannot believe that these uh, people still back him so much. I mean... Some of them must be purely there just to wind the rest of us Arsenal fans up. But, I mean, tweets like that really, really just take the biscuit. I mean, come on, sort your lives out, son.
So as some of you probably know, I had a petition going since the sort of back end of last season um, about Stan Kronk. I'm not going to go on about it too long, but it's get uh, KSC out of Arsenal. And um, I'm sure you've probably seen the link coming round on Twitter. If not, have a good look for it. I'm putting it onto my um, onto my page at Romdahl Square. And it's um, just wanted to point out that it's not specifically about lack of transfer funds, believe it or not. I know he's uh, not put any money into the club, but I'm actually, believe it or not, all for being sort of self-sufficient because I think there's uh, trouble ahead, really, for football in this country. And I am probably might go on to that in a bit. But the main problem I've got with Stan Kronk's ownership of the club is that he just doesn't care and he's got no ambition for the team whatsoever. Now, a little bit of a push, on especially this season, I think. It's, it's such a big season coming up because I genuinely think that with a few really good, carefully chosen additions to the team, that we could get into the top four in the, yeah, this coming season because I genuinely don't think that uh, Tottenham will be as good this coming season. Chelsea, are, it could go one or two ways of Chelsea, but I don't think they're going to be really setting the world alight under Frank Lampard next season. I really don't. Man United are a car crash waiting to happen still under the tutelage of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at the wheel. Fuck, give me a break. So I really do think that if we get our act together, that we've got a really good chance. And the lack of ambition is just really, really desperate, really, at Arsenal. And I just want our great club back, and I want our ambition back. I want us to walk out into this, any stadium we go to, home and away, with our chest pumped out high, with cannons on our chest, and saying, you have got to beat us today, because we are Arsenal. And there's none of that anymore. None of it. I really miss it. I really do. I want that back. I want to get the love of the club back for everyone. And I want us to be proud to be Arsenal fans. I want all the players to be really proud to be Arsenal players. And that's why I'm glad that we're bringing up a few of the academy players into the first team. That's really promising. I think we need a couple more of them, to be honest with you. Um, but it's a really good start getting those four uh, youngsters into the first team squad. They know what it's like to be Arsenal. They will play for the badge. They've been at the club since they were kids. And they all know each other really, really well. So a lot of good um, team strength and camaraderie there. It's bound to be. We could do a lot more with that. But uh, I'll leave that there for now. But yeah, I'm just clinging on to the vain hope that since Stan has put Josh Kroenke in charge, I believe he's fully moved over here to this country. And I just hope to God that he's got his head screwed on right and that he can eventually just fall in love with the club like the rest of us. I really do. I think that's the only hope at the moment. But the Kroenke out protest has started to get noticed. It is in the press. Um, find that petition 
get it signed and pass it on to your friends because I'm not expecting a petition like I've said before on Twitter a hundred times I'm not expecting the petition to get Kronk out of our club let me put that straight what it does do though is that it can create a group of like-minded fans who want our club back who want change and that will if done right and if we can get the numbers to sign this petition create that massive group and then that massive group can start stamping its feet and those that stamp their feet hardest and loudest get heard first and that is what we need to do so if we can get this noise going gather on board um, a lot of the uh, gooners from around the world you know I love the uh, all our American gooner friends um, and if we can get all of the American gooners on board and then move all the way around the, the world we can get thousands and thousands signing this petition and then we can get heard but we also do need to start doing something else as well further down the line now i know it's a really difficult thing to to not go and watch your club i can't uh, say that any for myself personally i can't put that down because i can't afford to go anymore now i used to be a season ticket holder for many years at highbury and um up until 1998 I think it was and then I gave my um, season ticket up because I left the country for a couple of years I was lucky enough to go backpacking around the world and I lived abroad as well in Sweden for a, just over a year um, so I gave up my season ticket and then when I came back to the UK I had to sort of pretty much start again and uh, that's when I first came up to the Midlands, Birmingham originally. And um, I've been in the Midlands ever since. Uh, met my uh, my ex. Um, had the three children with her, married. Met someone else and I ended up uh, in Hinkley. And, and for that I'm forever grateful for. Because uh, I've got a, a beautiful new partner now. As you know, you met her last week. Um, we'll say hello to her soon. But... My whole point is that since I've got my three children up here now and, uh, you know, I'm trying to make ends meet as a as a dad and uh, in this day and age, being self-employed, it's really, really tough and I just can't afford to get a season ticket anymore down to, at the Emirates. It's too full of um, tourists, unfortunately, to be able to sort of do well like like I used to do as well um before I got my hybrid season ticket you should just turn up and pay at the pay styles turnstiles rather you can't do that no more so I get to as many games as I can with my boys and uh I'm very proud and pleased to say that my my three boys are all gooners age seven twelve and thirteen and they're always going on at me saying dad the dad I really want to go and see Arsenal and I feel like crying when they when they say that I've feel like a bad parent but it's a few hundred pounds to go and see a match for all four of us and if you include 
everything that you have to pack by when you're down there food and drink you can't take all that sort of stuff into the ground so you have to buy it when you're there and just traveling blah 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 so unfortunately i can't be one of the people that uh, say i'm not not gonna go because i only get to a few games a season now but the rest of you will have to make up your minds about things like that and whether you go and buy your shirts and so on and so forth but the only way you can do it is this is to stop putting money into his hands initially i think oh he also put a tweet out there this week about one suggestion that instead of going to see the first team squad go and see the arsenal ladies the way that the the women's game has taken off has been actually pretty staggering really and we are proud we should be proud to say that our women's team are the Premier League champions, the Super League champions, the best team in the country. We should be proud of them and we could go and see them instead. What about even just one or a couple of games a season? Everyone, instead of going to see the Arsenal first team squad in action, turn up and watch the Arsenal ladies instead. Go and see the champions. Go and see how good they are. Go and support them. Give them a massive cheer. Give them a massive crowd to play, play in front of. And leave the Emirates empty for the men. Even on just one match day. Maybe that's a great idea. Have a think about it. But get behind the petition. Pass it on. And let's get thousands of numbers on there. And then we can start making some noise. Turtles. So now it's time for Dawn's chorus. What a great, what a great name, eh? Dawn, say hello. Oh hi. Have you got a jingle? Um, not on me at the moment, Sorry. no. But I'm kind of hoping <laughs> to have one come the next podcast. Then, yes, so that's that. <laughs> I've kind of put you on the spot there. Kind of a little bit. Um, you don't have to go with Dawn's chorus. You can come up with something well, yourself if you want. Maybe I will. But we'll see. I'll come up with a name, if not Dawn's Chorus, and a jingle. Okay. Week. Are you going to sing it or are you going to actually oh. play it? Yes, if you want me to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you produce a dance? Maybe you could put it on YouTube. You never know. Um, I'm not sure about the dance, maybe, but. <laughs> right. Well, tweet number one. I thought I'd uh, run by you today by AFC Bam. Excuse me, but I don't remember the. Twitter handle, if you like. People moaning about Prince Harry getting two and a half million getting his gaff done up. I'd be making sure I'd buy a stream of fast cars and top quality brass, all paid for by public money. Well, I can't, you have to kind of uh, say I'd agree with that, really. What, what would you do with two and a half million pounds worth of taxpayers' money? Um, what do you reckon? Sex and drugs. Gigolos. Cocaine and then probably just waste the rest. Yes, well, that's a very good, a very good plan. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll probably uh, do all of the above, and maybe if I've got enough change, I might get a new set of teeth. Hmm. Um, Would you do like what um, Scott Mills does and just like go to Lithuania or wherever it is? Couldn't we? And yeah, or like, need a new Kazakhstan passport. or something. Yeah, like that. need a new passport when we come back to 
because nobody recognises we look that different. Yeah, and everyone had to, you have to <laughs> hand out the sunglasses because the yeah. only teeth really Teeth would be nice and shiny, our face would be taut and wrinkles and we'd look 25 again forever. Be like Ross, <laughs> Ross and friends, like glowing in the dark. <laughs> or when he has a spray tan. I'm an eight! Remember that you one? You are an eight. Every time you say Ross from Friends, I always think about the one where he's um, pasty. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> turning into a paste. <laughs> he's stuck in his leather trousers. Yeah, with a talcum powder and sweat. <laughs> Lovely. Up, Joey, that's well funny. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll probably, mind you, I don't know whether I'll buy a, a stream of fast cars. I might just. Get a nice van. Yeah. <laughs> I'd definitely have my boobs chopped off. Well, not actually just chopped off, but just made smaller. Well, yeah, I might have to get my cock made a bit smaller, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> keep tripping up over it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have to keep that fit in. <laughs> yeah, I think we will, yeah. Um, Goonagal26, she said, a friend said the best piece of advice that her friend got was um, marry a woman with small hands because it makes your cock look massive. <laughs> I think that's a good bit of advice. What's, can you think of any uh, a good bit of advice you've had in your life? Uh, nothing quite as... Um, <coughs> what's Excuse the me? word as that? Graphic. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's graphic, but uh, useful. Nothing quite as useful as that, I don't think. No. Um, my mum always used to say... And I say this to everybody, if you want something doing, do it yourself. Because at least then it's done the right way and how you want it doing. Um, what was that? What was this thing called? Am I... Uh, Never whack your tadger with stinging nettles. That's a good well, one. yes, that's always a good one. Well, I know if you'd want to do that anyway. I'm not quite too sure, but... Mm -hmm. um, don't get stung by bees. That's, yeah, that's don't, don't put your finger on the end of that was always a good one, but then you still yeah. always had to put your don't finger. Don't stick your finger in the plug socket. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, I did have some good advice once. I'd, well, it wasn't advice, it was a little saying. When I was um, little and I was like, helping screw, do some DIY, and it was left, loose, right, tight. Oh. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That was her. Lucy left and righty tighty. Because I was a bit mm. shit with me. No, well, I say I was a bit shit with me left and right, so probably. I still I know am. you are. <laughs> you, are you have to remember that one. Yeah. So when you turn in a screw to the left, That's it's loose. loosening it, right, tightening it. Yeah. Ah, same with a tap. Mmm, yeah. you didn't know that, did you? Of course I did, because I know which way yeah. I have to have my switch on my drill for. Undoing and doing off. So. Did you know that the takeaway, the silver foil takeaway trays that you get from the chinky, actually unfolding to be in the plate? I know, because the same as the. Yes, because the macaroni cheese things that you put in the oven, so they've got like little wrinkly corner things, you can open them all out, push them out. Yeah. Yeah, and just yeah. eat it out of the thing, out of the thing. So. Ah, but did you know about the Happy Meals boxes at McDonald's? Yeah, she tear the top bit off. And that oh, yeah, but that's only because I showed you that, didn't I, in Spain? I do have my own child, as well, you know. Yeah, no, but you can't eat McDonald's. Not anymore, we can't, but he has done. Yeah, but it was years ago. Oh, well. I thought I'd, I thought I'd shown you actually one thing that was useful to you in your life. Obviously not. Oh well, 
Move on then. Move on, yeah, move on. Right, Paul Donahoe, 74, retweeted a tweet by Anthony Cox, who is Ant Cox Cox. I wonder if he's got a cock the size of an ant. I know an Anthony Cox. Do you? Yes, I do. Oh, right. well, I wonder Ant if it's the same Anthony Cox. Anthony Cox tweeted that there is a rumour going round that uh -huh. after Brexit... Well, if it ever finally happens... Well, exactly, yeah. After Brexit, we're going to have to have food rations because there's going to be food shortages. Oh Paul Donahoe pretty much sort of summed it up when he said, utter, utter bollocks. Yes, I agree. See, I mean, it's, I mean, oh God, I mean, it's just like the millennium bug all over again. The, yes, exactly. Does so, think so, the world's going to crumble in? Well, England's going to crumble in. Yeah, all of, all of the farms are going to suddenly disappear. We're not going to grow our own food anymore and all the animals that we eat are going to die and just fall over and they're going to be riddled with disease so we oh. can't eat them either. And we're all going to be in a wasteland of tumbleweeds and I'm going to have to send the kids off to, for a 40 mile, 30 mile round walk to the Lotering water, local water hole in order to bring some water home that we can boil to drink. Oh. That's what I think is going to happen after Brexit. Oh. Actually not, obviously. No. Um, yes, it's all, all very, it's getting very silly, isn't it, really? Well, nothing's going to happen. What is going to happen after, the day after we when Brexit, if ever it happens, in, on Halloween, is that so, when it's supposed to happen, is it? Yeah. Oh. Well, no, it was supposed to happen about a year ago, oh, wasn't it? Is. Well, March, wasn't it? But... Yeah, well, that was March last year, wasn't it? No, this year. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. It seems like fucking ages ago. <laughs> anyway, it's supposed to happen one, ages yeah. ago. So, when we wake up on November the 1st, if it happens on time, what's going to change? Um, eh? Sorry. What's going to actually change? Um, Nothing. Fuck all. That's what's going to change. Okay, well, yes, I will. I have to get my um, the millennium bug all over we'll again. Have to go out hunting, yeah, maybe. actually. Well, I maybe don't. we can just pretend can that just... something's happened, that we can yes. like pretend that there's a zombie apocalypse, and we can oh. arm ourselves and put planks all over the windows, go and sharpen some big. I've got an axe in the garage, posts. I'll go out and start axing people. Yeah, we can just put them through their heads and say, look, we just thought the zombies would come yeah. over from We are surviving Europe. now. Yeah. It's just us, we're just on our own. Now fuck off. <laughs> About your business, please. <laughs> we're growing our own veg and we've even got a sheep. Now fuck off. Yeah, like the good life. Mm. I think we should. That'd be, I think we'll probably get away with it as well. We'll just say, well, all this media stuff has made us go completely... Berserk, mm. and we thought we'd just have to go around killing people just to eat them because there's a food shortage. You know, <laughs> I'm a rationing book, and I ain't starting on the dogs. I'm going to start on all the neighbours and everyone else in the whole town before anything else. Not all of the neighbours, just maybe on one side, maybe first. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they'll probably taste too tough. Probably. Mm -hmm. No, they fancy eating that flesh. Um. Anyway, let's move on from that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got to go on to, then finally, the biggest story on Twitter. Not only this week, probably, maybe forever. Who knows? What, the big, this is the biggest story? Ever, I reckon. I don't think so. Daniel Sturridge's dog. Oh. 
Mm. Well, until you just told me, I never even knew who Daniel Sturridge was. So he is. He's a good footballer. Been released by Liverpool at the end of his contract. He's over in LA now, as you do. Huh? And he's got Did some. He for, has he played for England or? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, 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 he's a really good player. His contract's ended, so he's just left. I'd actually quite like Arsenal to have him as a backup, but that's another story. I, I mean, just as because he's free, oh. and we haven't got much money at the moment. Anyway, yeah, his dog got someone broke into his house and got stuck and stole his dog. I'd be crazy. It's a little tiny Pomeranian, didn't you say? Pomeranian, yeah, that's it. Like a pom pom dog you put in your handbag. But yeah, really cute little doggy. But um, yeah, it's uh, went missing. He put an impassioned plea onto Twitter, um, pleading for his dog back, saying money's no object. He wants the dog found. Yeah, it's all all over the place. It's on all the news and everything. But the good news is today, it seems that he's been found. Fantastic! I'm and really pleased. About doesn't it. think that the person that handed it in is the one that stole it, um, but. He's Either way, he's got it back. his mate up for a bit of cash then, or? Possibly, yeah. He's like a rich footballer, and it was all over the news over there. But it's all over, thank goodness, for Daniel Sturridge. Now, have you ever had any of your doggies gone no, missing before? No, they've never gone missing. They've escaped out the front door, and they've chased them down the road. In fact, having said that, we actually thought um, little Candy had gone missing one day. She was round at my mum and dad. Yeah, just they have to tell... Just for the sake of the listeners, what the three doggies are and what they're the, called. The three doggies, they're Candy, she's the little Yorkshire terrorist. Oh, she's the oldest, the smelliest, the loudest. There's, she's licking the sofa at the minute. Um, then there's Rusty, who is beautiful, my little Rusty Nuts. Or, yeah, he would if he had some nuts. But he's um, the biggest, fattest, hairiest Jack Russell you've ever seen. But he is an actual Jack Russell, or Parsons, half Parsons. And then there's my little Stanley Pick 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 Pick. Pickles, who is a Shih Tzu cross with a pug, and he's the most beautiful, sweetest little boy. He is my favourite. The others don't know that, but shug. He's shug. a shug. <laughs> no, he's a shug, a pug and a, sh and a Shih Tzu, or a shit pug. Well, no, he's well, not shit. He's pug, not shit he? at all. No. He's beautiful. Well, anyway, yes, the dogs were around, and my mum's being looked after. I was at work. My mum. She let them out for a wee, then she went out, then she come back and she rang me at work in a panic saying, I can't find Candy. And I said, well, what do you mean you can't find? She said, well, let them all out for a wee before I went out. Then, then when I come back. So anyway, I raced home from work to go and look for her. Um, couldn't find her, hunted, went all down the back of the train line, all walked all the way along, like the whole length of the, from Brookside, from one end of the train station. From the train station, sorry, to the bridge up, up by Queen's Road. Did you do an impassioned plea on Twitter? No, I didn't, know. No, okay. Um, Did you offer however, all no, money's no object? No. Oh. We found her. When I got back home, she kind of poked her head up from the sofa and she kind of buried herself down the actual back of the sofa and under the cushions and <laughs> under the things. And there she was with the little head going, yeah, here we are. You're wankers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. that's good. Well, at least yes. you didn't have to go on the US News or anything no. like the Fox Network. Or... No, I didn't, no. No, that's always a good thing. I did thing. find a little dog. He was called, um, what was that little dog called? He looked a bit like Rusty, actually. He was literally from around the corner. Mm. And Ralph, he was called. Wreck-It Ralph. Re yes. Mm. Ralph Mouth. Yes. From Happy Days. To take him down the vets and then I put a plea on Facebook. That's about the only social type thing. Yeah. 
They probably didn't quite need the SWAT team and all the helicopters at that point, maybe. Probably not. Is that what you're saying that happened to old Daniel Sturridge's? No, I don't oh. think they do that for a Pomeranian, maybe. Oh. But, um, maybe. If money I'm was sure no object in... and that's what he wanted, I'm sure they could get some helicopters up there. Well, at least he got Sturridge. CNN on the case. That's not too bad. Well, no, I suppose not. Yeah. I'm sure he didn't get that with little candors. No. Well, for next week then, if you'll try and come up with a some kind of jingle. Yes, I can do that. And a name, if you don't like Dawn's Chorus. I do, I do actually quite like Dawn's Chorus. The Crack of Dawn. Well, yeah. Actually, the crack, as in C-R-A-I-K-C, as in the Irish form of crack. Ah, the bloody Irish crack. The Crack of Dawn. The Crack of Dawn. That's good. Actually, that's better. Crack of Dawn. I think we'll stick with that then. All right. You can do the jingle though. Okay. Okay, as long well, as I can do it in my lovely Irish accent then. Oh, yeah, that's will bring out Irish Brenda, so you Irish can. Irish Brenda. Ah, right. uh, yes. Okay, well, we'll see you next week then. Yes, and I shall introduce you to Brenda as well then. Bye. <laughs> oh my God, no. We'll end the podcast here. <laughs>